Hi and welcome to Women of the World podcast. I am your host, Tu Hangwen, and today I have the lovely Michaela from South Africa, a dear friend of mine whom I met in South Korea. Michaela and I talk a bit about her experiences in South Korea, how it's been integrating in the country, what's been difficult about moving there, and also how it is being a woman of color in South Korea. We also discuss about the term Korea boo and the problematics with fetishization. Living in Seoul was one of the coolest things I've done, so I'm super happy that I get to chat with my friend today about her experiences and hopefully shed some light on how it can be to move abroad to a country that is very dissimilar to your own. So without any further ado, let's begin. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm very excited to have you on my podcast. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to join. Of course. So first of all, how about you just introduce yourself and tell us, you know, where you're from and what you're doing in South Korea? My name is Michaela. Um, I'm South African, currently living in Korea for about, it's going on my seventh month. Um, I'm in Korea teaching English, like most foreigners, <laughs> basically. And why did you choose South Korea? Korea, I think it's because of like the benefits that they give teachers and also because teachers are um in high demand in Korea so the benefits looked appealing at the time yeah and the the um like the living environments looked good and like the whole package looked good yeah <laughs> so it's like okay why not let me just <laughs> do that <laughs> I mean South Korea is it's quite different from South Africa I can imagine very very different <laughs> so so how has life been in south korea so far it's been like ups and downs every month i have like this um i won't say breakdown but like this thing where i'm like i don't want to be here anymore i'm gonna go home <laughs> or i want to go to like somewhere else i'm tired of this place and then sleep next day. Oh my goodness, I love being in Korea. I love being in Korea. <laughs> so yeah, it has its good days and bad days. It literally just depends what happens. Yeah, and, and do you think it was hard to integrate um, when you came to Korea? No, not at all. Mm, okay. And when you're saying that you had like bad days, like what, what, what caused those bad days? Firstly, school. <laughs> school, the schools can be very stressful. So I work for, you can work for like a um, public school and then you can work for a hagwan. So it's like a business, basically it's run like a business. And sometimes it can be very stressful. Um, 
since the parents are basically the clients and like what they say go so that can just be like a stressful situation and then something else would be just not having close friends like you know people but I mean like having close friends around like you would back home basically understand and uh, well I mean well people who listen to this like they don't know that we met um, at the airport in Seoul um, yeah yeah and you know like I went to Seoul and you went to Daejeon so I, I wish we could have stayed in the same city I know I wish that like I I visited more in the beginning like I said because Hagwans are very different so in the beginning they were they were very strict on you're not allowed to do this you're not allowed to do that and it basically felt like a prison like I came from South Africa all the way to Korea just for someone to tell me what to do and what not to do like not even at work like during my personal life so at first obviously you knew so you were like strictly following everything that they say to the T and I wouldn't have done that because <laughs> it's yeah. my life like yeah. there's and no I mean, law yeah for that and for people who don't know like you know South like this was due to COVID of course um yes oh, like yes, that's yes. why they were so strict yes yeah so like they were saying, you're not allowed to go to this place, that place, which I understand, but you can't, you can't tell someone like where they can go and cannot go. You can just say like, they need to be safe and they need to follow the rules and they need to follow the restrictions. But you, I don't think it's like, it, it goes against human rights to tell someone they're not allowed to, you know like go certain places unless it unless it's like um how do i say now unless it's against the actual law you know like meeting over five people that's currently like a thing now yeah so unless it's like that but other than that no you're not allowed to and you know, like like we mentioned, like I live in Seoul. I lived in Seoul, and you lived in uh, or live in Daejeon. Yeah. Um, like, what do you think of the city? Because I I only visit you once, so I don't have like a, you know, this as much of an impression as you do. It's very different in Seoul. I think like it's more laid back in the sense like people, like the way that people dress, the way that they, um, yeah, I think like the way that people dress is even, there's a difference. Yeah. Actually, and yes. also, yeah, there, there definitely is. Even, even Busan, I don't know if you remember like when, when we went there, like no, the people, I the people dress completely different like the style is different yeah people look different 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I, yeah. And even I remember um, a friend of ours, Amy, she said that the, the people in Daejeon look more kind of natural. As opposed to like, people in, like, you mean like um, yes. in regards surgery. to plastic surgery? Yes, yes, yes. So people yeah. look more natural. I think it's not as, um, yeah. I haven't been everywhere in Seoul, but like, can't really. I mean, if you go to Gangnam, which is like one of the wealthiest areas in, um, in Seoul, probably in South Korea, uh, yeah, you're definitely gonna be exposed yes. to that, you know, <laughs> over the top style and yeah. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is actually cool. Like I like the, I find it really like fascinating, like watching the girls, like being like all dressed up and like the makeup is on fleek and they like, looking all pretty and stuff I find it really interesting yeah me too I like it good for them yeah like I'm always like I wish I could do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah although I did see a lot of like foreign girls you know doing the Korea street style thing oh really Mm -hmm. yeah especially in Seoul hmm Mm-hmm. See, I, I don't know that much about Seoul. Yeah, Seoul is just, uh, to me, it's such a, like, it's a city that has almost everything, except for the beach. Um, mm-hmm. It really has cool places, right? It does. That I've definitely seen. Yeah, it does. I love South Korea, so I'm, I'm always happy to talk about it. But but for you, like, what was the what's the best thing about living in uh, in South Korea? The best thing would be the safety. Yeah, I talk about it like literally all the time. Yeah, <laughs> because people ask me like, so what do you like about living in Korea? I'm like the safety, the safety. It's definitely the safety. Because back home, it's not so it's not so safe. No, no. So I, I have this route that I jog in the evenings. Um, it's by the river. So then you see the, the city lights and the, the light shines on the water. And it's really pretty. And like it, it's completely dark at certain sections. And to me, I would feel if that was in South Africa, like I, w- I would feel scared just running there on my own. Um, but in Korea, like I feel completely safe. And last night, I actually like I couldn't sleep. So at 12 in the evening, I like went out, walked to the river. Like it was completely dark. Usually, like the time that I run, you would see the city lights. So there were like no lights. But I went there and just like stood by the river for a while. And then I walked back. And it was like one in the morning and I felt safe. That's yeah, honestly, safety was one thing that I also really noticed um, about South Korea. Like in many other countries that I've traveled to, you know, I've always been a bit afraid of like the cat calling thing. 
Mm. But in yes. South Korea, n- like it never happened to me. I always felt super safe. Even like walking alone in the middle of the night felt. I know, right? Safe. And it yeah. feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels so good. It's such an like, underrated thing. I know. And you mentioned catcalling. Like in South Africa, you will have guys doing like. I, I don't know if you if you know that if they do it where in Sweden or where you tr- where you've traveled, but it's so uh, it's so cringy. Like calling girls, I don't like that kissing sound and being like, um, like yeah. I know it's yeah, not flattering. It's, that's for sure. It's so cringy. And in Korea, this just that's just not a thing. What has been the, the most difficult parts about moving abroad? The most difficult thing about living in Korea? I would say make, making friends. So I don't mean like... Anyone can make friends and be like, let's go for lunch. And, you know, like you eat lunch and whatever you talk about, like things, but like actually making friends. Like, okay. Like local friends or you mean international friends? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Like Korean friends. Yeah. Like it's 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 a bit more difficult. And I actually I watched a video of um this one girl, she explained that um for her it was also a bit difficult, like making Korean girlfriends because of the, the texting culture, I think. So she explained like she would stop texting maybe or um, she wouldn't be able to hang out the same times that they wanted to. And then after a while, it just faded. And then like no friendship. And I've kind of experienced that where like, I would stop texting for for a while because that's just (laughs) life happens. Um, And then after a while, it would be like, okay no like it's just non-existent anymore yeah and how about you know like you're a south african woman do you feel like it's been like have you ever had any experiences that made you uncomfortable yes but mm, yes but then also like the language so I didn't understand so I felt uncomfortable like I knew something was happening but like you 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 don't know so you just kind of just ignore it and that's that's actually a good thing like I'd rather just like not know what someone said so you so you mean language barrier is one of the parts yeah so like Maybe someone would say something, but like I, I, I don't understand. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know. Obviously, I don't understand. So sometimes it makes it easier. 
it's better not knowing what someone said. For me personally, I would say like it's better not knowing. So you felt like people, you know, gave you glances or something or that people talk about you? Um, you, you do get stares, but they're, I don't know, maybe it's also COVID. I think COVID plays like a big role. So that's why I'm saying like, I, I can't say because I didn't understand what the person was saying. So maybe I took it wrong. Maybe it wasn't even to do like about me being a foreigner or anything. Maybe it was about like, you know, something completely different. But it did make me feel uncomfortable because obviously I knew the person was speaking to me or like about me. Yeah, yeah. And I think that a lot of people that don't really, you know, haven't lived in Korea or know a lot about it, um, I, well, I mean, I, this is just what I've observed, but I feel like a lot of the COVID cases are, you know, blamed, like the foreigners are blamed for it. Yes. <laughs> so there's actually been like a big, it's um, in Seoul. So they told all the foreigners to get tested, only the foreigners. And then after a while, um, people people complained like that goes against human rights and um, the government now decided like okay it's not only foreigners that needs to get tested but foreigners and Koreans and only if you work in crowded areas areas that go um, that's like crowded and like a lot of people working there, which is understandable. It's better than saying like, okay, like all the foreigners, because I'm sure like most of the foreigners were getting um, stares and stuff from, you know, locals because they are foreign. Yeah. And now it's kind of like the image, like if you're foreign, then you know, you have COVID. And there were even like so many memes about it. Um, so the symptoms of COVID, coughing, fever, and being born outside of Korea. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, yes. No, I it was no like idea. They were going to protest um, about it and everything. That, wow, I... Yeah, I, I wasn't aware of those memes. Like what I was aware of though, like, you know, cause I'm Southeast Asian. So a lot of people don't like, they didn't look at me differently because, you know, one, either they assumed I was Korean or they just didn't yes. care. But I know a lot of my foreign friends, they were like, you know, like it didn't really bother them, but they, they mentioned that, you know, like when they were sitting on the subway or on the bus, like locals, you know, didn't want to sit next to them like instead of um you know like maybe there was just like one seat next to you know my foreign friends and the yeah would rather just stand up instead of sit next to them oh that sucks yeah because it it's seen as like if you're a foreigner then you probably have covid yeah yeah i don't know i, I feel like the press also you know makes it a bit worse like whenever there's mm. like a foreigner who has COVID, you know, like it blows out of proportion. Yes. 
but then whenever there's a local person who got COVID, it's like just one in a one of the rest, I guess. And even like I remember before I came to Korea, um, people were saying that um, their school told them not to go to um, the this party area. What is it called? In Seoul. Itaewon. Oh, yes, Itaewon. Yeah, Itaewon yeah. is like a very um, immigrant dense area where a lot of internationals live. Yes. So the school, the school tuned them about it, um, and they were like, "But they don't go clubbing." And then it's actually the Koreans that went, but then it was like, "It's you, the foreigner." Interesting. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So. Ugh. I mean, I have a lot of things to say about it, but then again, like. You know, I, I feel like South Korea has done such a good job with COVID. And, you know, like when I went True. to South Korea, like last year, I was like, there's no other place in the world that I would rather be in right now than South Korea, because I feel so safe here. Um, in terms of like how they handle the COVID situation. But then again, like it's so wrong to blame it all on foreigners and, you know, segregate know. even more. Yes, yes. Like... <laughs> I'm so happy that I chose to come to Korea during the whole COVID thing. It's just like, it's so much more relaxing and just knowing everything is under control. Yes, I agree. And I also don't feel like, you know, maybe, I mean, it is a form of discrimination, but well, I, I mean, okay, I mean, I said like I now like a lot of people thought, you know, things I, I am Korean because I look, I mean, I'm Asian, but I never heard like any of my foreign friends say that, you know, people were shouting stuff at them or being rude to them or anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like always things. I think it's like that small percentage I think it's like a small percentage of things that happen to certain people. Obviously, it's, it's not saying like all Koreans think all foreigners have COVID and all of that. I think it's like a percentage. I don't know. Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, it, yeah. It sucks, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also like, I know, I know at school, um, they still, they do tell us like not to go to the high risk areas, right? Which is understandable because it's high mm -hmm. risk. Um, but then, there was this one thing where it was a possibility that one of the teachers had COVID. And I think like it was so blown out of proportion because they were saying like, it's that person's fault and, you know, like that blame game. And, and I was thinking like, you, you don't only get COVID by doing something wrong 
I'm sure there, there were so many people that just went about their daily life and then accidentally, you know, some way, I don't know, the disease got transmitted to them. But they make it seem like if you get COVID, then you probably did something wrong. You probably didn't follow the rules. You probably went out partying. You probably visited a restaurant and like ate in this crowded place or whatever. And I was just like, oh. I know it gets tiring when it's always like it the foreigners who gets the blame. And I mean, no, but it was it... the foreigners that were saying that. That's the thing. Oh, it was the fo- oh. Yes. No, <laughs> not the Koreans. Like uh. I see. Yeah, there's just so many layers to this issue, to be honest. <laughs> oh well. I just I just don't like the fact that they tell you like you're not allowed like what is that you're not 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 the government I mean like the, the school making their own like mm-hmm. regulation law law things like you're not allowed to go out of the city basically what they are saying yeah which I think is it's just wrong I agree. And well, speaking of, you know, like foreigners and South Koreans and everything, and I wanted to talk to you a bit about South Korean men and the dating scene <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in South Korea. <laughs> Spill the tea. <laughs> South Korean men. <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience with them, but I've been, I've gone for, I would say like one real date. I count one as like a real date. And it was really fun. I had so much fun. Um, The one that we just went for coffee and he was really boring. And it was just like really boring. And then this one guy, we went for coffee and then I I always like when I go when I meet someone I always say like coffee first so that you have an excuse like okay coffee's done time to leave if you don't if you don't want to spend more time with the person so that's like always my rule thing um but anyways so went out on a date and whatever had a good time um so we ended up drinking and at the end of the evening things got weird so it was time to go home and things got so weird so quickly um I was saying bye and then he did not want to say bye he was like okay It was so awkward. Obviously, I've been drinking. I'm a bit tipsy because we drank a lot, a lot. And I'm like, okay, bye. And he's like, no, let's go drink at your apartment. And I'm like, no, what do you mean? Like, 
And now this is not someone I spent the whole day with having a good time. He's been like a complete gentleman about everything, like the whole day. And now all of a sudden, this guy wants to come to my apartment. And I'm like, no, no, we're just going to chill and like have more fun at your place because now all of the places were closed, all of the places closed at nine. So that was now his excuse. There's no other place to go. We can still have fun and all of these things. So I said, no. And we stood there talking about this for such a long time. And this was close to where I stay. And I'm just thinking, I hope none of my colleagues see this because this will be so embarrassing. Anyway, so I said, listen, dude, I'm leaving you can go i'm gonna go home this i'm not kidding this dude legit followed me and i could feel him walking behind me and i'm just like i can't go in my apartment building right now because then he knows where i stay so i just walked past and i turned around and then i asked him like what are you doing I said, I said, no. And then he's like, no, but um, he thought maybe I wanted him to follow me. Maybe I just said no for, um, I don't know, no, but I mean, yes type of thing. And then I pushed, literally, I pushed him back to the subway. I was like, you stay here, you go on that train, I'm going to go and I'm going to go home. And then I walked and then he still like stood there and eventually left. That is um, a very creepy story. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy that you, you know, you were very persistent of like, you know, no. Yeah. And no is always a no. <sighs> My gosh. And well, you know, I've, your story is, my other foreign friends, they also have, you know, a lot of stories that they told me about dating South Korean men and how they sometimes get a bit obsessive and um, persuasive. And also yes. like, they've showed me a lot of, you know, Tinder messages where, you know, the guy doesn't even say hi before he says, you know, wanna come over. Wait, wait, which is not, you know, exclusively only for like, that's not only South yeah. men that do it. But they also spoke to me a bit about, you know, how they often felt fetishized because they were, you know, foreign foreigners and they obviously looked yeah. foreign. That was like... <laughs> I went through a Tinder stage. Everyone goes through like when they're new in a place, everyone goes through like a Tinder phase, I think. Also, we were quarantined for 14 days. Like what were we supposed to do? (laughs) (laughs) So like guys would just message you on Tinder and be like, do you want to have sex? And that would be that 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 would be the intro. Sometimes they would be high. 
do you want to be friends with benefits? Or like, just flat out, I'm a pervert. Is that okay? Like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad you guys are being so honest about it and not just um, trying to make a conversation and meet up and then finally find out like, oh, I just wasted my time. So that was like the upside of it, I guess. And has anyone ever like commented on, you know, like that you're a foreigner or? Mm. What do you mean commented like on? That I'm um, a foreigner. Well, you know, like a lot of, you know, like the friends that I spoke to, you know, like a lot of them said that, oh, I've never been with a, a blonde girl, for example. And will you be the first oh. <laughs> blonde or, you know, something like that? Yes. Yes. So there was this one guy, he really had this African idea in his head. Um, so when I told him that I'm South African, he was extremely happy. And he was like, ask, he went on asking me about um, my country and like culture and things like that. Just like, you know, just things that people would ask you if they're interested. Um, but then also it got to the point where it was actually so weird that he, I think he was like, he, he said, okay, so this is what he said. He said that he really wants to date an African girl. Um, he just loves like the fact, like the dancing culture. And then he asked me like, oh, can you dance? And um, how, how do you... You, wait no you must look so cute when you wake up like with your hair all bushy and like kind of like in an afro like all those African um what do you call it like things that stereotypes <laughs> about yes 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 yes, mm -hmm. yes basically that so yeah he he was he was weird it was awkward um I entertained it, obviously, for, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get bored, like you entertain these things sometimes. Um, I entertained it for a while, to be honest. Uh, but then it got to a point where I was like, dude, no, now you're getting too much. You're even jealous that I went to go eat with a friend and it was a guy friend. And he, he wanted me to basically, he, wait, he was saying that he, please do not meet anyone else before we get to meet. And he was adamant about it. And it got weird. So I was like, okay, that is super no. weird. That is just, no, it, it was, it, it got weird. It got weird. <laughs> I mean, oh, like, oh, I mean, obviously it happens to men as well, but I feel like, like it, it it gets so creepy like women are always you know I don't know why like I feel like men not all men of course but like 
like the the stories that I heard, you know, like it was a lot of like the men got so obsessed and so jealous. Um, and they wanted, you know, that, that my friends were only dating them. And and this was like after one date. I'm like, oh, I need to relax. Uh, I, what I think it's more of the younger, the the like early 20s to like mid 20 guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you start dating above like 30 plus, they they more mature. It's not the thing of like, oh, we went on one date, so now we must be boyfriend and girlfriend thing. Yeah, yeah. But there's like more of a, especially if it's someone that's been to a Western country. Which many have actually been. Like I was surprised by how many South Koreans I met that have been traveling around the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I guess it just depends on what type of guy you meet and like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's very true. And also like thinking, you know, like the reverse. I know that, you know, it's not only foreigners that get fetishized, but also South Koreans, especially it men, um, due to yes. K-pop. <laughs> yes. I mean, what's your, you know, take on the whole korea boo k-pop thing it's so cringy it is just so cringy and i think girls think that it's cute it is not it is not cute and most guys don't even like it when girls do um that what's it called agio agio Igio, I don't know. I don't what know if I'm that? pronouncing it. Hey, what what is that? That way you act like so cute, like oh, oppa. <laughs> it feels weird even saying it. Like, um, but like foreign girls act that way, or even even Korean girls, like when they do that, like that cute because obviously the foreign girls see the Korean girls doing it and then they're like okay that's what guys like I don't know if you've seen it like that acting cute no 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 I've noticed it it's like um it, it's kind of like a girly you know like yes <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yeah I know I, I noticed it so, <laughs> so cringy so cringy yeah <sighs> and I feel like I, I I felt so sorry because you know I made some South Korean friends, um, some male, and I was yes. talking to them about this you know whole fetish thing, and I was like, you know, like at, at the, like at the same time, like you know, Asian men have long been seen as you know, like like less attractive, I would say. Really? Yeah, like in the world. Like, I feel like the Asian men have always stood in the background while like Asian women have been like highly fetishized. So in a way, I'm like, okay, you know what? You you know, go Asian men. You finally get the recognition that you deserve. (laughs) But then at the same time, like the South Korean guy that I, you know, like that that became a friend, he was like, 
you know, these uh, foreigners, they look at this K-pop um, or like K-pop stars and, you know, K-dramas and they expect Korean men to look like that, behave like that. And then when they come here and, you know, they, yeah, like they already have this view of how, you know, Korean men should look like and behave. And he actually, yeah, thought it was kind of, uh, yeah, he didn't like it at all. No, because they also just like <laughs> normal <laughs> with their exactly. own personality and exactly. like with their own, yeah, not everyone's this, um, listen, I don't even know K-pop because I don't listen to K-pop. But I've seen these ads on the TV where they have like a K-pop celebrity person. And then it's it's a guy, but then the guy would also like be acting cute and, oh, that's so cringy. That's so cringy. Like the guy acting cute and um, like, oh, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah i feel like i can people just stop fetishizing people like period but but yeah i mean honestly like my perception of south korea in general and the people is that like they're one of the most lovely people that i've yes. met and like my you know experience with them is that they've been so respectful obviously there's a few bad eggs out there but none that you know made me you know think uh, about south koreans in a different way and like you say like it is really one of the most safe countries that i've ever traveled and lived in definitely yeah. um i think like if it's people people are people like i don't know what people expect but everywhere that you go in the world people are people Although people have different cultures and whatever, um, we behave differently in certain situations. But it's it's still a person, you know? It's a person. Yeah. And every country has its problems. and Yes. Fault, so treat fault. people like you would like to be treated. And yeah, just it's people, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like it's not. Oh, I don't know. It's not a movie. These are real people. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and one last question: like, what is your advice for women or just anyone in general who wants to move to South Korea? Just relax. <laughs> just relax. Don't come with like pre thoughts and ideas and um, things just come with and come relaxed open mind don't be too fixed on your own um, ideas because it's, it's obviously it's very different from western culture and you're living in their country so you have to adapt to their way of doing things so just be aware of that and be respectful like relax and be respectful basically
First of all, thank you so much, Mikhaila, for this wonderful chat. As always, it's a pleasure talking to you. And to my listeners, I hope this sparks an interest in visiting South Korea one day. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to subscribe. Until then, see you next time.